Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, the Flyers avoided that dreadful trap game that John Tortorella was so concerned about. After coming off the emotions and the busy weekend at the stadium series and before this huge weekend of Metropolitan Division games against the Rangers and Penguins, the Flyers were able to beat the last place team in the league, the Blackhawks, 3-1. to one. I really liked their response. I thought they did everything you want to do to avoid falling into that proverbial trap, Joe. How did you like uh, the Flyers' response uh, in this game? Yeah, I mean, they they made the Blackhawks chase the game the whole time. It's not like they got a huge, but they made them chase. one nothing, 2-1, continuing to have the lead. And then, obviously, Hathaway's goal put a two-goal spread between them. Um but, yeah, I, I, I liked how they came out. Um, John Tortorella clearly was concerned about this game because he started talking about it about 20 minutes after the uh, stadium series game ended in his press conference. He started talking about how the Chicago game scared the hell out of him. And, you know, that I don't know if that's just him doing what he does with the words because, I mean, this Chicago team is a real struggle. They're They're – other than Bedard's line, I, you know, nothing really looks threatening on the ice about that team. Um, and their defensemen at their own at, at their offensive blue line are really sloppy. I mean, last night, I mean, we saw pucks going over sticks, guys fanning on passes from the point, shots. I mean, of course, the Flyers block like they normally do, blocked a ton of shots. Um, so I, I thought their effort was good. Um, his reaction to it, little a little puzzling and that's not the first time we've talked about that um he uh singled out the you know he singled out one of the flyers top lines um and you know it could be motivational tactics but um it was one of those things where i read what he said after the game and then having watched the game and i thought i feel like we're seeing a little something different here um, because at no point in that game did I feel like the Flyers were in danger. And maybe that's because it was Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, these guys are going to find a way to give up another goal. And But to me, when it was 3-1, it felt like it was 6-1. to And it never and, – and Sam Harrison played great. So that's part of it. Uh, he made a couple of saves where he had to come across, you know, pipe the pipe and make saves. And he was great. But um, clearly there were some things – that Tortorella wasn't happy with. And maybe that is because he's looking at what's on the horizon this weekend. So, you know, I mean, this is what he does though. We, we know this, yeah. it's not the first time we've seen it. And, you know, he, no, 
he uses some on unorthodox ways to motivate his team. Um, and it, it's interesting too, because he has this stuff with the media all the time. And it almost seems like at times he really doesn't like the media at all, but he uses the media then to convey this motivational stuff, at least what we perceive to be emotional motivational stuff. So it's an interesting dynamic. He always he always keeps us on our toes. That's for sure. Very unpredictable. And I was not expecting him to be effusive in his praise after beating the Blackhawks, unless they beat him ten to one. But I think he understands the magnitude of this weekend ahead, Rangers, Penguins, and how important every game is. But really, I I like the Flyers game. They were they perfect? No, but they gave up only twenty one shots. They blocked twenty one. Gave up only one goal. They played with a lead for the most most of the game. They never trailed. I thought Travis Konechny played like a leader. Like he played like a, like a guy that knew he wasn't at his best in the stadium series. He took a really, quite frankly, a silly penalty that cost them big time. Comes out and he just channels his emotions. He makes a great play for the game winning goal. I thought he played like a leader, a guy that needs to play like that night in and night out. So I very much think it was Tortorella maybe thinking if we play like this against better teams. It might not go our way. So maybe he's just not thrilled at a game that wasn't perfect against the last place team in the league. But, Joe, I like their response. I thought they did what they needed to do. And now there's a big weekend ahead. But with with Tortorella's comments, Joe, I wonder if some of it was they gave up, you know, a handful of odd man rushes to Chicago that could have gone, you know, bad. They It didn't, other than one, other than the goal that they scored. But I do remember... The last time they played the Rangers, it was on Black Friday in Philadelphia, and they got burned by odd man rushes. Yeah. Like it was bad. So and, I wonder if he's thinking, man, ones, that's yeah. been the last few years. Now, yep. obviously, this team's way different than the previous few years, but I mean, you're looking at Panarin and Zabanajad, and it's much different than Bedard and a collection of guys that really yeah. um it's debatable whether they're most of their 12 forwards are even NHL players. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that would be my concern uh, is now you have a Rangers team that already kind of gutted you on odd man rushes, and here they are giving up odd man rushes and kind of surviving because of the team they're playing. Perhaps that was maybe why Tortorello was a little peeved and not exactly celebrating the win, just kind of like, hey, let's get out of here and let's get ready to practice and focus on New York. So I can I can understand it. I think they're going to have to be way better on Saturday against the first-place Rangers because that team feasts on – making you make mistakes and then turning it into goals the other way. Yeah. And, you know, we're seeing Panarin have, is having a, a career year. Yeah. Um, Zabanajad has been quiet lately, which is a scary prospect considering what this guy does against the Flyers generally. Yeah. Um, the last time they played the Rangers, Adam Fox didn't play. He was injured. He's back now. So they're, they're, they're getting this Ranger team at its full strength, which is a bit of a scary proposition. Um, if I can just follow up on one thing you said about Konechny playing like a leader, this guy's goal scoring has taken a, such a leap this year. I mean, we're seeing him pick corners, these no look shots that he, I mean, it's, it's just, he has taken such a leap in his game. And I think we all kind of thought that the top of the forward lineup would all do that when Atkinson and Couturier were back in there. But this is clearly a guy who worked on his craft big time last offseason because there are games where he just looks like a different player. 
And he looks like a player that can take over a game sometimes. And I'm not sure that anywhere else in his career, he looked like a player that could take over a game. Maybe early last year prior to his injury, but I mean, this he's on another level right now. And, you know, he's got a contract situation coming up with the Flyers, which I'm sure, you know, is part of it. And, you know, we'll see what the Flyers do. But this is a guy I think the Flyers want to keep in the fold because his game has taken, I feel like his game has taken the leap that a lot of people were waiting for for the last few years. And now it has. And who knows if there's more, some of this young talent, comes up the ranks a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could even get could get, get even better because we saw him last year um with his career high in goals. This year it certainly appears he's going to eclipse that. And it's not like this team is I mean, they're in a playoff spot, but when you listen to them it's not there's no mixed messaging. This team is not where like they have higher aspirations than where they are right now. And Konechny's playing like this. So it makes me wonder, what can his ceiling be on a good team that's ready to contend in a, in a couple of years? Um, because his he just he looks like a different player. He really does. Celebrity cook Steve Martirano brings his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly. Enjoy Martirano's prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. Make reservations for Martirano's prime on open table. Joe, connecting, I really do think has fueled off of motivation, wanting to be a part of this. And I really think he has convinced the Flyers fully that, you know, he should be the guy they build around. There was probably debate about what was he more of a complimentary player? Did he need a first line center to kind of drive his play? And And I think there was even discussion about, is this a guy the Flyers trade? Right. Because they could get a haul for him with the rebuild. Exactly. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a discussion anymore. I don't think so either. He's, I think, believe he turns 27 next month. And I think he's convinced Flyers uh, folks up in the front office that he's a flyer, that he's a guy you can build around and he can lead this youth movement. I think he really fits their timeline perfectly. And of course, the rebuild has looked expedited this season and that doesn't hurt. I mean, he's driven a team that looks like it can make the playoffs now. Uh, If the Flyers were a bottom 10 team, I'm sure they'd be thinking differently about connecting of well, how far away are we from contending? Should we cash in on this asset here? So kudos to Konechny. And I just thought that stadium series game, he was a bit disappointing. I thought he took a frustration penalty when they were down two to one on a power play. And he made it about himself and Brendan Smith. You know, clearly those two guys have had some history. They don't get along. And he took a silly slashing penalty and kind of took the Flyers out of the game a little bit. I thought as an alternate captain, as a leader now, you you need to channel the emotion. I I thought he really responded against Chicago. I just thought he looked like a guy that was very motivated and driven. He wasn't kind of getting into things as much as he typically is. And I love that about Konechny, but sometimes you have to channel it. When he scored that go-ahead goal, he he just looked like a, a motivated player. Like he knew he needed to do that. He didn't celebrate too much. It was, hey, that was a big goal. Now let's go on to the next shift. So I was really impressed with Konechny and the way he responded. And I'm with you, Joe. I, I think he's uh, an important player to this. And, I mean, he's on pace for 39 goals. I mean, he, he could flirt with 40, which is pretty impressive because I'm not sure people 
necessarily knew he was a goal scorer. No, I don't, I don't think that people thought he was in that realm of goal scoring. And you and I were both standing there when he talked outside the locker room after that stadium series game. And that was about as dejected, I think, as I've ever seen Konechny. I think you even asked him a question. He might have given you a one-word answer. To yeah. the one. I don't remember the question. Yeah, it was about the I, penalty. And he said, obviously, right. I shouldn't. He goes, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I was like, so, Should you not and it was just that, very, so. he yeah. seemed very down. And even when you saw him before, while some other guys were talking in the locker room, he was walking around the locker room shaking his head. Like he was really taking that loss on him. Now, to me, one, that's a sign of a leader. Two, it's a sign of him realizing that at this point, he can't be the guy taking that penalty. Yeah. That that might have been the connecting of three years ago or four years ago. It can't be the connecting of now. Um, he's too vital to this team. You mentioned he's, you know, wearing the letter, a letter on his jersey now. He's got to be more of an example. Um, but then when you heard Tortorella talk about it, it's always, I'm not going to mess with TK. That's, that's who he is. So I think it's a little bit of self-reflection, which is different than when Tortorella first got here last year and Konechny got benched. And it was a lot of like, okay, is Tortorella on this guy's case? Now it's almost like Travis is on his own case when he has a moment like he had in that stadium series, and then he answers like he did last night. Um, so I, I think that's a sign of growth off the ice in addition to clearly the steps he's made and strides he's made on the ice. Exactly, and the Flyers want him to be that pest. Like that, They fuel off of that. That's what makes him better too. He, he clearly thrives on that, but there's absolutely time and place, and I thought the stadium series was not a good time and place and I think he realized it. I think I think after the game, he knew the game was disappointing, that that was a, a pivotal moment. And you can see what he does when he channels his emotions. I, I even think about the Gordie Howe hat-trick game that he had not long ago. You know, he fights that guy, that defenseman, and then he and then he feeds on it. Like, he doesn't keep kind of running around. He What he does is he makes an impact in the game. And I think when he's like that, he very much looks like an all-star. He very much looks like a leader. Yeah, and he needs to be um... – when the Flyers play the Bruins, and I mean, plenty of other fan bases and teams feel the same way. You look at Brad Marchand and you're like, man, this guy is so annoying, but I wish he was on my team. Yeah. Connect needs to be that guy other teams and other fan bases are wishing was on their team for this team. And I think he is to an extent. It just can't cost the team. Um, and I think when you compare them, I think Marchand's the easiest comparison to him. Um but when you look at Marshand, I feel like in his last few years, he's gotten away from some of the silly stuff that cost that Bruins team in the past. And he's gotten to the point where he can agitate without costing. And then, of, of course, he's a super skilled player. And obviously it helps playing with on pa David Pasternak's line for him, too, which Konechny obviously isn't doing. Yeah. But that, I think, is the best model. And you see, you know, you see the growth. And um, I, I think we're seeing all the right things from Konechny. Uh, if he can just tone some of what went on, because like you said, that game was in the balance yeah. and, and the Flyers had all the momentum at that point in the game. And that penalty was absolutely the turning point. And then it was just an onslaught from the devils and the, and they really never looked back. Yeah. And, um, and I think he realized it on his own with that. Cause clearly the coach wasn't, you know, the coach wasn't overly critical of his game when asked about it.
Joe, before we get into the Rangers and just how big of a game that is for the Flyers, I want to ask you, Sean Couturier, are you concerned at all about Couturier? He's a minus eight over his last five games. I don't think he's been very good. But to me, I think it's just a blip. I, I really think he'll get back to being the Couturier that we know. I wonder if maybe the pressure of having to see and just kind of the whirlwind of everything. I mean, he's named captain. Then they had the outdoor game. I just think it's been a lot for him. But any thoughts on Couturier and just his play over the last five? Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. And also, I, I liken it to um, if you think about some other sports where I'll just use basketball for an example. Um, when a guy comes from college and they're supposed to be this superstar mm -hmm. and they play great in the beginning of their first season and then they hit this wall because they're not used to playing as many games as you play in the NBA compared to college. I liken that to Couturier because he's missed almost two years. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you get to a wall where it's, wow, we still have 26, 25 games left. And it's, you kind of get that fatigue. I mean, you know, he's missed a game here or there, but it's, I mean, he's been out there most of the time. Added the pressure of the, of the C being put on his Jersey. Maybe, I mean, it might sound silly when we talk about this, but hockey guys take that stuff so seriously about being the captain. And really, I feel like Couturier probably thought he should have been the captain when right when Giroux left. But really, that kind of, I mean, that was in the mix with all his injuries. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to make a guy a captain when he's not playing for two years. And um, so I, I think it's a combination of things. But I, I really think it's, we have, we, we, it's quick. I don't want to say we're quick to lose sight because we, we aren't because we talk about it, but it is easy to just kind of put aside that the guy missed two years. And when a guy misses two years, they don't come back right away and be the same player that they were. And he had, I mean, we've heard John Tortorella talk about this multiple times, multiple back surgeries and how much he respects the way Couturier's played the handled this season. I think he sees what's going on too. And that's why he's pumping them up a little bit, you know? So I think that's it. But I, I think it is, it's a blip because of that. And I, th I think it'll get better. I do too. And I think he's a guy that really doesn't want attention. I, I really think he's like, he does not like the limelight as much. And he's had to do a ton of interviews about the captaincy. And um, obviously teammates are, you know, having fun with him too. They're realizing he's the captain now. I think he just needs to kind of find, get back into a rhythm of how he plays and does things. Um, What's and, interesting too is it's not really costing the team. Yeah, and that's a good, I think a very good sign. Yeah, I mean maybe um, a little bit in that stadium series game. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, though I look at those stadium series games as their own kind of animal. Yeah, the elements are different. There's lights shining off the ice. The goalies can't see as well. I mean, there's a reason so many goals go in in those games. So it's kind of its own animal. Yeah, that's um, why Tortorella wasn't yeah so bent up over it like i think he was just like okay let's just let's now focus in on the stretch here we're back to regular situations and regular games like now now it starts i think that's the way he was treating it like hey we had the nice stadium series people had time with their families game's over we lost move on because uh, i'm with you i think you just it's tough to predict those it's really tricky for goalies um and look, if you talk about, I mean, our the thing with Couturier when he was healthy a couple of years ago, it was always, well, this guy's going to get the assignment of playing against the other team's top line, their top forwards. Well, okay, let's look. 
Austin Matthews, there's not that many people that stop him in the league. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has nine goals in his last four games, including the hat trick against the Flyers and a hat trick the game after that. I mean, so think about that. And it's okay. Why is he a minus eight? I, I don't have the box score in front of me, but I would bet he was on the ice for all three of those Matthews goals. You know, when things come in bunches and all of a sudden, I'm not going to be one of those people that say plus minus doesn't mean anything because it certainly does. But there are times where it's a little bit misleading in terms of the way a guy's playing. And when when you're facing a line like Toronto's top line, they're going to put pucks in the back of the net. I mean, there's a reason the guy has 52 goals and they have, you know, 26, 27 games left. There's not that many people stopping him. So I think you look at that and then you're facing the guys like Jack Hughes and mm. the top line that the devils have. I mean, okay. I mean, it's, this is not, you, it, you don't have to look that hard to find the minuses. And again, I don't, I don't know that anybody's stopping those guys. Yeah. And we've grown accustomed to seeing Couturier play so soundly against those top lines every single night. So when you see him have a game where, yeah, Maybe the top line of the other team gets the better of them. It's it's rare, so and it kind of jumps out. So minus eight kind of jumps out. I'm with you too. I th- I think you know there could be a little bit of a wall where he's running into, and I think he just needs to kind of find a second win. And I'm sure he's dealing with some things too. He's been you know up and down, mm-hmm. uh, physically as well. But I I think he'll be a reliable guy. I I don't worry about him. Like I see this little stretch, and I'm I'm like no, nah, he'll you know he'll stabilize, and I think he'll be pretty reliable he's still very reliable even when he's not at his best so absolutely and i think the best thing for him right now would be to go out saturday and be able to shut down the rangers top line yeah i think that will help his confidence for sure and joe with the rangers i'm not sure anyone thinks the flyers are going to catch them uh it looks very unlikely but i still think this is a big game because the flyers need to see where they stand against a team like this i don't think they were very competitive in the first and only meeting of the season they still have three left with new york I think it's a, yeah, you know, use all the cliches you want, barometer, litmus test, challenge, um, measuring stick. But I do think the Flyers need to show they can play with these teams. And I think it would do wonders for their psyche if they can beat a team like this. can only help them, I think, down the stretch. They still need to solidify their playoff spot if they want to make the playoffs and kind of prove people wrong here. And I think a game against the Rangers gives you a chance to see where you stand. I think it's a very big game, especially at home in front of fans that are going to come here and want to see if the Flyers can hang with a team like this. Yeah, so we've talked about this a lot this year, and I was thinking about this today. The Flyers have had, had, I mean, the signature win against Dallas was the one that got a lot of attention because they used that term and then lost five games straight. But we're looking around at their biggest wins against the best teams. And outside of Florida, it's not like they've, they've had, they've beaten Winnipeg, Dallas, the Kings, they've beaten a lot of the top teams in the West. What they haven't done is had a ton of statement wins against teams in the East. Yeah. Florida on the road is the one that comes to mind. But outside of that, I mean, Tampa Stars shined against the Flyers. The Rangers, you mentioned that game. They weren't competitive in that game. The Bruins, they weren't super competitive in that game no. here uh, before the break. Um, so... They need that kind of stuff now. And I'm not including Pittsburgh in this because Pittsburgh is they, they seem like they're a mess this year. So I'm not going to consider a win against them like something to write home about at this point in the season. 
So we need to we need to see the Flyers get a win against one of the. I mean, the Florida win was a a, a big one, um, but most of the wins we're talking about this year that are wins you can look back on and say that was a huge win. They've all come against Western Conference teams. They need to show that against the Eastern Conference teams. They need to defend their home ice. I'm sure there'll be plenty of Ranger fans here, so yeah. the atmosphere will be pretty crazy like it normally is. But they need they need to do that. They need to they need to come in and say we're we're hanging with these teams. We're right here with them. Exactly. Um, and that's that's what fans want to see. That's what John Tortorella wants to see. And I think that's why he was so nervous about the Chicago game is because mm-hmm. it's so easy to look past it. And really, I think a lot of those odd man rushes and things like that could have been the Flyers taking extra chances to try to get that game over with last night quickly mm-hmm. in terms of like not get it over with, like run the clock out, but like put a big number on them and get it done. Um, so, but yeah, it's, I mean, there's no way to, uh, there's no way to underestimate what this weekend is, particularly the Rangers game at home. And their schedule is why I thought in particular, the game against the Devils the stadium series was a missed opportunity because you still have 11 really challenging games, eight against the top four Atlantic division teams two each against Bruins, Lightning, Maple Leafs, Panthers, and then they have three left against the Rangers. So 11 real tests that I think are going to challenge their their quest to make the playoffs mm-hmm. and uh, teams that, you know, they could run into in the playoffs as well. So And really they've lucked out because the teams trailing them have not been playing well. Now, Pittsburgh you, obviously. Yeah. Washington fell off. Um the Islanders, I when Patrick Waugh came in there, I was expecting the Islanders to surge a little bit and they really haven't mm-hmm. and then the devils of course have been up and down all year they look consistent and then they're not they get in they have had injury problems with their top some of their top players so i will say there's a little luck involved with what's going on with the flyers right now because nobody behind them is really pressing them and the flyers have been able to keep a five seven point cushion between them and the next team in the atlantic or in the uh, metro which is huge because you don't want to get involved in that wild card race because then there's a whole group of different teams that you're competing with. And a lot of those are head-to-head games like you had mentioned there with their upcoming schedule. So stay in third, keep your distance between the Devils and Pittsburgh, and I think this weekend would go a long way. Particularly if they were to beat Pittsburgh, you might bury them. Yeah, that, how much is that game? I mean, you look at the standings, it looks like they literally had the chance to bury them, yeah. put them out of it. And I feel like they had the chance to bury the Devils on they Saturday, did. they did. and they didn't. Because, they did. I mean, if you go nine up on the Devils, yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a lot of points to make up. Yeah. So Even I feel like the situation's hand, yeah. the same with Pittsburgh on Sunday. Yeah, really a good chance to to bury their our tribal. Um, and that's the way that I think they can look at it, too, is continue to cushion against these division rival teams and – They've already played Pittsburgh, I believe, twice. So they only had they have two more matchups, I think. Or yeah. am I wrong there? Well, I know they played them twice. I'm trying to think if they. I think they only times. played them once. I think they only have one game here against them all season. You know what? This might be the final matchup. I'm going to look at it real yeah. quick. They had that back to back, right? And then yeah, they they did. Um, they played Pittsburgh again in January. So this is their final meeting with the Penguins. So. Yeah, Penguins, no more head-to-head matchups with the Flyers up to this one. Like, they need this game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely an opportunity for the Flyers to bury them. And then, of course, a big one against the Rangers to kind of prove that they can play with these teams. I think that would be almost like playing with house money there. If you get that win, 
every team that's chasing you is thinking, wow, they, you know, the Flyers picked up a win against the first place team. Uh, so good opportunities, I think, for the Flyers this weekend. And kudos to them for not falling into that trap. I mean, that was an, a, a, like an ideal trap situation when you look at how you define trap. So, well, Joe, great to see you. Great to chat with you. A couple more national broadcasts this weekend, and then we'll be back to Flyers pre and post game live on NBC Sports Philadelphia. And looking forward to your shows. But thanks for chatting. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with their time. And of course, Flyers fans, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and listen. And we cannot wait to talk to you next time. Thank <laughs> you.